think we should probably just start with just a, an injury update, just how the boys going into the final game. How's your fitness in the squad? Yes, first of all, we have to uh, play, of course, without Demi Buendia and Josep Drimic uh, after, after their red cards. And in addition to that, we also have to play without uh, Alexander Tete. Uh, he had a swollen knee after, after lots of load in the, in the recent weeks. And uh, for that, he can't play tomorrow. Um, and also Tim Close is out. He had a strain in the, in the hamstring. I had to substitute him in the last game. And he's also not available. How do you go into this last game, Daniel? Obviously, it's just an opportunity. I mean, this, the situation's already sealed. But how do you go into the last game? How do you focus the boys for a game against Manchester City? Yeah, first of all, with many question marks in personal terms, uh, because uh, it's, it's tricky to have um, uh, the right choice in, in order who... Uh, yeah, it's in the starting lineup and two throws with us because we have to play without so many players. But it is, the situation is quite similar to our first game against Man City with also unbelievable uh, problems in, in personal terms. And we know that, um, yeah, we are the big underdog in, uh, in this game without any doubt. And it's not a, a, a game, the importance is not like a Champions League final. And it's not like with, with a win or a positive result, we can uh, stay in this league. But it's important to present ourselves in the, in the possible way and it's, it's the last time at least for the next month that we are playing on the uh, on the yeah biggest biggest stage and and uh, I think it's also to value this moment and to value this game and I want us to play this game a bit like um, yeah with this attitude why you once started to play football it's not like you're thinking about titles or about relegation or promotion or contracts or whatever you just went out with your mates and want to win a football game and this is also our attitude yeah we know that we are the underdog you want to drive there and um, then to travel and and uh, yeah want to be there with a good performance and uh, then also with a good result I know we had a very honest conversation last week and had the opportunity to catch up, just me and yourself. But I just wanted to see, now that you've had a chance to kind of take a deep breath and everything's kind of been consolidated, how do you reflect on the whole season entirely, just kind of going into it now that you're obviously entering your final game? Yes, first of all, uh, of course, we are disappointed with the outcome because we were hoping to uh, to create this miracle and stay in this league. But um, yeah, if I'm honest, it was also like uh, a bit the, the expected outcome. Uh, we, we spoke from the first day after promotion, pretty, pretty honest about uh, about the situation that our chance is perhaps a 5% chance to stay in this league. And yeah, when and then the outcome is that you have to relegate uh, anyhow, then it's it's also like... Um, you can't blame too much. It's it's a realistic outcome. Yeah? It doesn't take anything away that we are disappointed. Uh, it was in terms of, um, yeah, for the mid and the long-term future of the club, unbelievable important season and in financial terms and in terms of uh, extending contracts with younger players, uh, working on the infrastructure, on the training ground, in the stadium and many, many topics are unbelievable important season and, and uh, step forward in many, many Ways, but of course we are disappointed that we that we have to go back to the championship and uh, yeah want to come back rather sooner than later. I see that you're already making additions to the squad, looking to obviously do an immediate bounce back. I just wanted to get a few words from your sign self on the new signing, the Polish winger Placenta. Hmm. Yes, we had uh, already a few uh, signings, many young prospects and young talents. More like it's always an ongoing uh, process because our scouting, our recruitment is always. Uh, yeah, aware and and awake. If we can uh, add some young talents who can um, uh, have a great benefit for us, and it's also important 
yeah, like our last two signings with Sörensen and uh, Placheta, uh, it's important also like to, to find some young players who um, have a great stage here right now and we have a greater um, guarantee that they can uh, be a great addition also to the to the squad and I'm pleased with the two signings yeah with Sörensen um, in I think a pretty pretty good midfield player pretty versatile can play holding midfielder but also out of this position good in his passing skills and um, yeah also capable to to score goals out of his position I think many looks many clubs were looking after him and we are pretty pretty pleased that we are able uh, to to get him and the same with Przemyslav Placheta. So he's a uh, pretty exciting uh, young talent, unbelievable pace. Uh, he was able to deliver end products with goals and assists. Yeah, of course, it's always a bit unpredictable how quick they can adapt here yeah, because they have played so far in, uh, in a league that's not perhaps the best league in the, uh, in the world. So the Polish league is solid, but it's not on the level like the Premier League or the Bundesliga or La Liga or something like this. Uh, but um, they are absolutely interesting and, and uh, they have lots of potential and especially we were searching also like for pace on the wings and for that um, for the wing and uh, for that also a bit more physicality and, and pace also in the midfield and I think we, had, we have we found some good additions to our squad. I asked you as well because we spoke last week and you spoke so much about sort of the but not the need to have to sell because of the financial situations and the way you've set yourselves up. But I ask you from a different perspective, look, I can see that you're very clearly a passionate manager. A lot of the players speak very, very highly of you. How can you convince some of those players that are going to have interest in Premier League clubs to want to still be a part of this project? Yeah, first of all, I don't have to convince them to, to stay with us because they have signed a contract and no one have, uh, has forced them to sign a contract. So when I sign a contract for three or four years, then I have to be fully committed and I will say, say the whole time. So for that, I don't have to persuade them or to convince them. But I think each and every player also knows exactly what he has got here in Norwich. A lot of backing, also like a big um, opportunity to develop. So we deliver to all the players a great stage when they are willing to working hard, also like to improve as a player and also as a human being. And, and also like, I think a pretty, pretty familiar, familiar atmosphere and also like, yeah, we, we, we have ambitions uh, on the mid-term. Mid we want to be an established uh, Premier League club. And uh, um, for that, uh, I think we have a, have a good package for all the players. And uh, for that, I'm, I'm not concerned at all. I have some of the wider questions now. Obviously, Jordan Henderson has been named Football Writers Player of the Year for this year. I just wanted to see you and, and get your sort of perspective on, on, on that achievement for Jordan more than anything else. Yeah, well deserved. So without any doubt, Liverpool has played an outstanding season and uh, he as a captain uh, was uh, was fantastic. Uh, terrific, also unbelievable consistency. He was also important for the balance uh, balance on the team and the spirit and uh, not just a great footballer, but, but also a great character and uh, how he has developed also over the, over the last years and his, his personality, a great leader and without any doubt, a fully deserved uh, award for him. And obviously, you know that the VAR, Mike Riley, as the head of the referees, is going to be taking in for an annual review. I think it's important to get perspective from all of the managers as well as to how you feel about VAR's been this year. Yes, first of all, always when, when you try to implement some new processes or new topics or new things into, into football, it's always a bit tricky yeah? because 
I think we are all a bit old-fashioned. We don't want to change a lot in the game. On the other hand, we are, can improve the game without any doubt. It's more like to, to get the rules and the processes right. And it's always difficult in the, in the, in the first season, of course. There were some situations when it didn't work out and, and it was not, was not perfect. But I've got lots of trust in especially Mike Wiley because uh, he always is self-critical and wants to improve everything and uh, wants his referees to, to, to work on the top level. And I'm pretty sure that we will also learn out of this uh, this season and uh, we will improve the process and the rules and, and the circumstances and surrounding for, for VAR because if you get the processes right, then definitely uh, VAR can also yeah, improve the fairness of the game. Daniel, more than anything else, enjoy the final game of the season. Have a good break and then I'll see you next season, my friend. Same back to you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, JD. Okay, we're going to bring in uh, Damien Johnson from PLP. Hello, Daniel. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, yes, right. It's Damien Johnson from PLP. Um, I just wondered, as you reflect on the season, um, is there anything you would have done differently if you had another chance? When you lose the game, you would do everything differently, and and uh, it's the same. So when the outcome is relegation, you you would try uh, everything differently. So all starting lineups and and. Uh, tactics or whatever so but in uh, in in general so you you also have to say it's more like the expected outcome it's it's not like we are anyhow uh, totally surprised or shocked that it doesn't work out because we knew we had a decision to make uh, in the beginning uh, of the season we are the only uh, self funding club on uh, on this level and we had to make a decision do we want to use this uh, season right now to pay for all our sins in the past to invest in or to extend the contract of our young players, to invest in the infrastructure, to invest in the training ground, in the stadium for the mid and long term uh, future of the club. Or do we want to take uh, unbelievable risk and spend all the money that we've got into buying new players to bring some more quality in? If I would be selfish um, as, a, as a head coach, yeah, of course, I would, would have cried for more quality yeah, because if you can bring quality in it, you always have a bigger chance in order to stay in this league without any doubt. And uh, we spoke about our situation pretty honest before. So our promotion was perhaps even two or three years ahead of schedule because we had an unbelievable young, uh, young side who is more like a work in progress. And, and uh, for many of my players, it was more like the, the first season in, in, uh, of first team football. And we, we went into the season with a young bunch of lads and some older players, yeah, but the only older players with uh, uh, with uh, Premier League experience um, were just uh, Alex Sete, Tim Close, and Grant Henley. So we knew that um, everything has to come together in order to, yeah, uh, bring us another little miracle to to be allowed to stay in this league. And then um, when, once we were hit with an unbelievable injury curse, once we were hit with some tricky VAR decisions, once we were hit with games at our home games behind closed doors we know so the odds are against us so we didn't use this at any point as an excuse or something like this or we complained about this but it's just a fact and for that um, it's also like yeah we, we accept that uh, the outcome um, after this season uh, was from the sports point of view of course nothing that we wanted yeah, we wanted to stay in the Premier League without any doubt uh, but I think it was definitely the right decision uh, for the mid and the long term future uh, of, the, of the club 
um, not to risk the future of the club. And right now we, we know that we are absolutely solid in, in terms of um, uh, the financial situation. We are absolutely solid. Also, like uh, yeah, to attack the championship again, we are absolutely solid in our in our planning, in our principles, how we want to play, in our values. And for that, I think it was definitely totally the right decision. But doesn't take anything away that we are that we are still disappointed that we are not able to uh, to create this little miracle. Do you feel that you go back to the championship now as a better manager, and and the players will be better for the experience of being in the Premier League? It's it's difficult uh, difficult to judge. So it's um, not like um, you learned unbelievable lessons or something like this during the season. But it's important as a player and also also as a head coach, as a manager, that you always want to want to improve and to develop. And you have to be greedy to learn each and every day and to develop uh, your game as a player, uh, your ability as a player, and also your ability and and. Um, your management uh, as a head coach, without uh, without any doubt, and for that, uh, once once we think, okay, we we have right now reached everything, and we don't have to learn and don't have to develop, then we become dinosaurs, and and, and we are not not spot on anymore. So, for that, you always have to be open. And uh, yeah, I hope also I'm pretty sure that uh, I have developed as a personality and also as a manager, and hopefully we'll do this also also in the, in the next season. So, um, yeah, of course we we're all hoping that we that we have improved during the season, yes. Thanks very much. Thank you. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant. Farker, are you well? It doesn't feel long, but it has been long if we think, you know, from Liverpool uh, yeah. back in August. Does it feel like it's been a long season with the three months off or has it kind of flown a little bit and you can't believe now looking back as you say, if you find on pressure that that is the Premier League season? Yes, that's uh, that's why it it feels a bit like this. So uh, the the weeks before we didn't have the time to reflect a bit, but right now we had a normal normal week. It was the first time that you could take a breath and you were thinking what all has happened during the season. Yeah, of course, a disappointing outcome with relegation. Also, yeah, of course, some disappointing games, uh, some some highlights. Certainly not enough in order to stay in this league, but also like. It was the first time, I think, in all our career that we had a season that lasts, um, yeah, I don't know, from the pre-season in the end of June till yeah, the end of August, uh, or the end of uh, July, anyhow, and, and uh, some even, even have to play in August. And then, more or less, with, without a summer break or just a short summer break, pretty soon the next pre-season will start. Um, games behind closed doors, yeah, once you want to go into the shop, you have to wear masks right now, so... Yeah, strange what all has happened, and it's also like when you think uh, all the all the odds that were against you during during the last forty months. So it's more like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's tricky. It's it's really tricky, and uh, yeah, it's it's also good then after the Man City game, we won't have a proper uh, summer break, but at least a bit of time to to take a breath and and to recharge and um, get some new energy and and draw a line under all uh, everything and then to start with a fresh start and we're all looking forward to it for months. I mean, you asked just uh, a few minutes ago about on a personal level and when you get to the summer, um, 
I mean, you sound still very upbeat today, as you always do, but will you need to go away? And, and has it been a particularly bruising season for you as a coach? Because as you say, it feels like the odds have always been stacked against you. Will, will you have to go away and reflect and, and not have any self-doubt about how you believe you want to coach a team of footballers? But, but given the experiences have been so trying for you this season, do you feel you'll just need some own personal time to go away, clear your head and you know, refresh yourself ready for the challenge ahead in the Championship? Yes, definitely. Uh, to be honest, you, you have this situation more or less after each and every uh, season. So even after an unbelievable uh, successful season, I was also like 46 uh, league games plus the uh, cup games and the pressure in the last games. Uh, you need to win the points, you need to win the games and yeah, all the t- um, tricky decisions yet that you have to make. So it was also, uh, also exhausting. I needed the last summer break and right now uh, after this season, um, yeah, there was a lockdown period, but Actually, you you were still more like in, in working mode and preparing the last games, and it's it's important right now to have also some some downtime and and also like to to clear the head a bit and to recharge everything. So um, we couldn't do this in the last days, and we'll have to go further on till uh, till Monday. But then on Monday we meet again and speak about a little little break and also what the players have to do and individual training plans and whatever. And um, it's also like in the last days it was also like. Lots of planning stuff to do uh, also for the for the new season, but then it's also important to to give uh, also myself a few days when I don't have to think about football. So yeah, of course the mobile I don't won't throw the mobile away. So in this time you always have to be aware. But everyone knows also like for example Stuart Weber, of course it will be more or less each and every day we will be in touch. But he knows okay I need also a bit a bit time to uh, to recharge my my batteries and my energy and. Uh, I'm looking forward to do to do this. That's definitely for sure. Just a couple on the injuries. Closer and Tete is that obviously not for this weekend, but nothing moving forward that would give you any concern in terms of t- late layoffs, length of layoff. Yes, that's that's right. So it's more like uh, Tim Close a small um, muscle strain, so he's out for two weeks, but no no fears that he can't start the new preseason. And the same with Alex Tete. So his knee was small, and we had to inject it, and uh, no chance to play him and. Um, yeah, let's say for a Champions League final, we would have perhaps tried everything to, to bring him back on the pitch. But right now, we don't take any risks. So, we, because we don't want to risk that he's injured uh, in the beginning of, of the new preseason. So, for that, for both of them, uh, no chance to, uh, to play. But also, no bigger fears that they are not available for, uh, for the start of the new season and at least not for the, uh, for the start of preseason. Uh, just one more on the fitness side. Can we get an update on Sam Byron? How's he looking in the last sort of period since we last spoke and, and with a view to preseason and, and start of next season? Mm, good. So the last uh, two or three days he was back on the pitch and did some running stuff. Um, also some, um, yeah, careful, careful uh, exercises uh, with the ball. But uh, we still have to wait uh, how how the muscle and uh, the tendon adapt. So, um, I we expect that in the middle and the end of next week we can, can have a decision if we can go further on with this processes or uh, if he needs this uh, this um, surgery and then it would be out for for a long term period so the decision will be made um, or hopefully we can make it um, make it uh, in the middle and the end of, of next week but at the moment I have to say I'm, I'm carefully optimistic so at the moment it looks looks quite good and at least he's able to do some running stuff uh, again back on the pitch and this without any problems. Just one on the, the two lads you've brought in this this week or announced this week mainly uh, Poiheta apologies for the pronunciation but with him and Dan El Sanani beforehand and you've got on El Hernandez as well 
does that maybe signal? I mean, you touched on it, I think, a bit earlier about you felt you need a bit more pace in wide areas. Does that signal you're looking to maybe just uh, add a different dimension to, to maybe the three behind the front man next season with, with real out and out pace? Well, in general, you, you always try to, to be more flexible with the squad and also like to, to add something that you don't have uh, so far in, in the squad. And um, yeah, also when we analyze um, this season, we had many. Um, yeah, possession-based players and many players with passing skills and in order to keep the ball, but also like a few key elements will, will also bring a bit more physicality and pace uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the midfield um, area on the, uh, on the pitch, but also, uh, also on the wings uh, because we played quite often. Um, then also with Amy Bourdilla and Todd Kentwell on the wings who play a bit more like a number 10 who likes to, to cut inside and then um, yeah, so also to be flexible to have more like a, perhaps a bit a traditional winger who can also use the space uh, in order to uh, get behind the last row so for that we of course missed uh, on Landes for example during the season when he was was injured because he has the space in order in order to do this so um, but Pace is not, not everything, so we can't play just Usain Bolt just because he's unbelievably quick, so he needs also football skills. And we, we got the feeling, so uh, with Przemyslav, we've, we've got a good, good choice, of course. He has played in the, in the Polish league, so it's, it's a bit difficult to predict how quick he can adapt to, to uh, English football because, yeah, without any doubt, so English football championship... Uh, Premier League is, is on a different level, but uh, he has proved this on a, on a proper level and we are pretty confident uh, that he uh, can improve our, our squad. How quick he then will be uh, ready to be in the starting lineup or perhaps addition from the bench or just strengthen the squad, we will, it's, it's up to him, but um, it's more like, um, I think it's definitely a good sign. If I can just finish with a couple on, on Sunday's game. I mean, it is, is this... A game where maybe the fear factor of because we we can all see Man City superb attacking players, sixteen goals I think they've scored in the last four league games. As a group of players, you won't even really need to get any messages across if you're a player going out to face that Man City team. The fear of what could happen could that actually drive them on to to really put in a, a very good collective performance? Yes, we need the top class performance just uh, to be competitive anyhow. So and then um, in order to get a point or three points, we also need perhaps that Man City is not uh, not spot on anyhow. So even if we are there with our best possible performance, and if they are there just, I would say, with 95% of their of their level, um, then you won't have any chance. But we want us to give a chance to be competitive and to uh, travel back with a, with a good result. And also, like like you said, so many, many teams were trashed in the recent weeks by, by Man City, especially in their home games. And also, like, uh, there were one or two perhaps poorer results, but also when you judge a game, they lost against Southampton 1-0. Yeah, this game could also be a 7-1 win uh, for, for Man City when you judge it, uh, pretty honest. So, uh, we we are pretty much aware what we face on, uh, on Sunday. And it's, it's important to be respectful, but also important to be not too scared and just think and pray anyhow. Hopefully, they, they don't score uh, too many goals. So, it's, it's important that we are also respectful but also brave so we need also periods when we can keep the ball in order to make them run and, and take their their quality a bit bit away from our goal we need periods when we press them high and not just sitting deep anyhow so it's 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 important of course we have to be good in our defending but we also need this periods when we can keep the ball and also periods when we press them high and we are a bit on the front foot so um yeah we definitely need an all-round performance in order to be competitive 
Ireland's final one. I mean, you'd obviously, you know, it goes without saying you'd love the same result you had at Carrow Road in your favour. But in terms of the approach, how much are you basing what you're trying to do on Sunday on how that game played out at Carrow Road? Yes, in, in many topics, uh, we have to be good in the, in the, in the same way without, without any doubt. So when I think about the, the game at Carrow Road, it was also important, for example, how we scored our... Our third goal, high pressing. We we won the ball close to their box and, and scored out of this. Imi Buendia, fantastic win of the ball, and Timo Puki then with a with a great goal. Um, also, we had many periods when we are able to bypass their pressing and create chances out of this. For example, the second goal. We had many periods when we could keep the ball. So, in in similar topics, we have to we have to be there on the same level. Sadly, uh, not all of the players are are there so that we can play. For example, with Imi Buendia. He's not available because of this red card, but um, it's more like in, in quite similar topics we have to be good. Of course, it will be slightly different because also Manchester uh, has developed uh, also in comparison to, 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 to this game over, over the season. Um, yeah, but in, in quite similar topics, we have to be uh, on the same level like we were in the, in the first game. Thanks, Daniel. Good luck, Sunday. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Fabi. Okay, Michael Bailey from The Athletic. Hi Daniel. Okay, uh, I thought I'd have a haircut as it's your uh, last press conference of the season. Um, just, uh, well. Oh yeah, quiet. Um, uh, two quick ones, if I may. Um, do you, there may well be, of course, some players who who do want to stay in the in the Premier League, regardless of relegation and their and their contracts. Do do you envisage um, you being involved in any of that, or is it kind of going to be a case that you can have a break during these two weeks and that's kind of uh, Stuart Webber's um, <laughs> issues to deal with? Uh, if someone would knock at my door, I would say send him straight away to Stuart Webber and say, listen, knock on the other door. So uh, that's my way to handle it. Of course, I'm, I'm involved. So it's more like each and every day when there is something, uh, we are in touch. It's not like uh, right now, okay, I need, need a few days to rest, to clear my head. And for that, I'm not available any uh, anymore. So of course, uh, we are. When something happens, you if you want to work in this business, you always have to be aware. But it's also like um, to give yourself the chance to to switch off. Yeah? It's more like we, we will be always uh, always in talks. But um, I think the most difficult uh, talk is, is for Stuart Weber because it's not up to me to to speak to agents to negotiate or something like this. Um, so it's more like. I can concentrate on the on the easy stuff here yeah, to play football and try to get a result for Manchester. Um, anyhow, Stuart uh, has all the all the difficult and annoying work to do, and for that, I'm pretty pretty pleased. Anyhow, with with uh, our share of the workload. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and just finally, I, I mean, clearly the, the challenges you've come up against tactically this season have been very different to uh, the season before in the in the Championship. Um, how difficult will it be next season in building the squad to, to I suppose, not get caught between the two? Because you, it's obviously quite, it's, it is easier to have, um, you know, possession and territory in the championship, yet you're probably going to need to um, have that pace and physicality to maybe counter more in the Premier League. So in terms of altering and adjusting your style, how, how difficult will that be given, you know, you're trying to almost prepare for two divisions, but you're only playing in one? Mm-hmm. It's difficult, so without any doubt, if it would be easy, then more clubs would be unbelievably successful after relegation, yeah? because they have the parachute payment, they have quite often 
uh, a squad of individual quality anyhow and and uh, uh, but many many uh, clubs are struggling after relegation we are fully aware of this so we are also uh, respectful and and we know uh, that it won't be an easy uh, easy easy so it's 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 important that our decisions in terms of uh, players have to be spot on yeah of course we had for example players who were outstanding on championship level um, and then perhaps yeah, perhaps you have to say so for this Premier League level, it was too difficult for them to be on the to play on the same level and to be um, outstanding again, and then more like to 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 make the right decision. Can they be again two years later in Championship level again outstanding, or do we need to freshen the squad up a bit? So it's more like for each other player, you have to have this decision more or less. Also like the new players that we bring in, uh, and also like to deal then uh, the new situation. Yeah, after relegate. After relegation from Premier League, you are even more in the spotlight than the Championship than we were, for example, two years ago when no one expected anything from us. So it will be slightly different from the mental point of view, from the tactical point of view, also in decision making. And, and uh, yeah, also it's, it's important that we take the right decisions and it's also like important that we draw a line under, under this season and, and uh, have a fresh start and not thinking too much about, okay, how life is in the, in the Premier League. It's also like, come on, let's adapt from the first day uh, to the championship. And our, our mantra will also be not like we have to defend right now um, our Premier League status or we have to defend uh, the championship title just because we won it the last time when we were there. It's more like, no, we, we have to attack the, the championship. So everyone starts with a, with a clean sheet of paper and we don't have any advantage just because we won uh, the title two years ago and we all we played in the Premier League uh, the last season so uh, it's it's also important to 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 get this mentality in, in, into the team and if you want to be successful that's another topic it's also like um, yeah winning has to become a habit again so when you when you lose game after game so you're getting also used to anyhow to accept the loss anyhow sometimes and to also like to 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 bring this mentality back like no, winning is a habit for us. Uh, it's it's also difficult, but yeah, if it would be easy and everyone could do it, for the, for that we are always looking forward to to have difficult challenges. And for that, definitely a challenging year, interesting year, but also yeah, a task we are we're looking forward to have it. That's brilliant, Daniel. Uh, good luck on Sunday. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Um, and if we could end with Rob Butler from BBC Radio North. There we are. Right, let's just press record. Hello, Daniel. Welcome. Good to see you. Um, now, let's start with the new signings this week, um, and in particular, Shemi Poiketa. I think I've got that right. Um, is, is that an admission from you that perhaps Norwich lacked a little bit of pace going forward this season? You're trying to put that right? Well, in general, you're, you're always looking for the, for the um, right additions uh, to, the, to the squad. And uh, yeah, we got the problem was once uh, Unel Handes was, um, uh, was injured anyhow. And, um, and also the signing of Patrick Roberts didn't perhaps uh, work out on, on Premier League level. So two players uh, with pace, we got the feeling. So we definitely need, uh, need pace on the wings. And that was so the signing of, of um, Stimislav was... Yeah, a sign of of uh, of the sort that we need that we need pace and and also physicality on the wings in order to to be also versatile. So we'll still be a, 
um, a team who try to dominate the center and also like, but uh, to have pace on the wings is, is quite important. And um, we got the feeling, yeah, quite often we use our fullbacks in order to attack the wings, but also to be a bit more versatile, to, to have perhaps even a bit uh, a traditional winger with, with lots of pace. You can also drive with the ball up to the corner flag and something like this would make us a bit more unpredictable. And uh, that's uh, one of the reasons why we signed him. Onto the game on uh, Sunday. Obviously, Manchester City, we all, we all know what happened at Carroll Road. I mean, Norwich haven't won many games this season, only five, unfortunately. But what they have done, you know, from what I've been seeing, is done well against the better teams. Is that fair to say? So perhaps you shouldn't have so much fear going into this game? Um, I think we still have to, have to be respectful without any doubt, but uh, you're right. So we won against Leicester, we draw against in the other game against Leicester. Uh, we won against Man City, we won the cup against Tottenham, also draw in the league. We draw in the league against Arsenal. Against Chelsea, we're pretty close to be there with a good result. Even against Liverpool, at least in the second game. Um, so we know that we are capable, if we are spot on in our game, uh, to play in, on our top level, um, that we are capable to win points against against this uh, type of, uh, of teams. But, um, yeah, on the other hand, it's, it's also unbelievably difficult to do this twice in the season. So I'm not sure which team was the last one who was able to beat uh, Man City twice in the season. I'm pretty sure that uh, against Pep Guardiola, at least, I'm not sure if, if anyone has done this uh, two, two wins in one season against Pep Guardiola. Um, I'm, uh, not at Man City, not at Bayern Munich, and probably also not at Barcelona. So um, it will be uh, unbelievably difficult, but who knows? So um, we try our best in order to be there with good performance and, and also like to make their life as, as difficult as possible. And yeah, we want to have a, a perfect finish of the season. And of course, even if we win this game, we, we, can't, we can't have permission then uh, to have a wild card to stay in this Premier League. So it's not like the importance of the of the Champions League final, but for us, it's still an important game. And uh, yeah, we want to be competitive. Lots of fans tell us that they prefer the championship because, you know, Norwich win more games. It's more exciting, perhaps, because we saw the other night what, a, what an amazing last day of the season they had. Norwich would rather be in the Premier League, of course. But what are you looking forward to, to being back to in the championship, Daniel, personally? What do, you, what do you look forward to in the championship? Obviously, no VAR, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's one topic. That's uh, that's right. Yeah, without any doubt, and we don't have to lie. We would have preferred to stay in the Premier League. And uh, let, let's be honest. So we would like to, um, yeah, uh, to come back to the Premier League rather sooner, sooner than later. For that, it's it's um, uh, difficult to say right now. We are we are buzzing and dancing on the table that we right now have to play in the in the Championship next season. But it's also a great great challenge. So they are top clubs. They are top. Uh, clubs with lots of history. Hopefully, also like the fans will be will be back then at any point pretty pretty soon. Um, yeah, of course, it's easier to win football games, and also like yeah, you you like this winning feeling in the in the dressing room. Hopefully, we'll have it then uh, a bit more often than it was possible on Premier League level. And also, it's uh, the Premier League is the, is the best league in the world, but the Championship is without any doubt the the toughest and the most complicated league in the world. And yeah, like you said on the last game day, crazy things could, could even happen. It's so difficult to go over the line. It's so difficult to promote. It's so difficult to to achieve a, uh, um, a playoff position and then to, to face such a challenge. So when, when you work in football business, we are, we are all competitors. You're always looking forward to have challenges and, and big tasks. And for that, we are also looking forward yeah, because we, we want to compete and we want to 
yeah, achieve something special and that's definitely possible in the championship and uh, for that um, yeah it's not like we are buzzing and dancing on the tables that we go back but we're looking forward to have this challenge um, you mentioned the fans. Obviously, everyone wants to see them back in the stadium as quickly as possible. That's the most important thing. I think everyone agrees on that. Um, but lo- lots of fans have been listening in and watching in and, and getting behind Norwich from a distance. What, what would your message be to those Norwich fans who you know, have had a tough season this season? Yeah, first of all, a, a great and big thank you. And thanks a lot for all the trust and all the support and all the unity. I, I think it's quite normal yeah, when... Once we once we relegate and also have some disappointing results and also, yeah, at times in this uh, this level, yeah, sometimes you have a poor day and you are trashed and then uh, everyone is disappointed. That's also quite normal. That there's a bit criticism, criticism of the club or the recruitment or the scouting or the head coach or the players or the staff. That's that's quite normal and it's it just shows how much this club means means to them. So it's it's important. Yeah, we're also not uh, like uh, when we're there with a poor performance or. A disappointing results. It's it's also we are always self-critical and spoke about what we could have done better, what we have to do better in the future. I want our our supporters also not be happy when we lose a game or we are there with a poor performance. So it's it's also important to to feel how much this club and this team and and um, yeah everything means to them. So for that it's it's totally okay. But we still feel anyhow. Um, that they want us to be successful, that they want us to be on our best level, that they want us to, to help us also in different and uh, difficult uh, difficult times. And for that, we are unbelievably thankful. And uh, yeah, hopefully for this support and this trust and still this unity, although there is, of course, more criticism than after a year like uh, one year ago when we were, won the championship title, um, that's quite normal. Uh, we want to pay something back uh, also as soon as, as possible. and also want to give them the, the winning feeling back and the points back and also hopefully some, some good brand of football and yeah that's awesome.